Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field report. Been a lot of water moving through the state of Illinois in the last uh, two weeks. Anywhere from just a couple of inches up to, we had four inches here uh, day before yesterday. Danvers, eight inches. And you guys over in Gibson City with the eight to 11 inches of rain in that one event, that's some tough stuff. Uh, and that's going to do some that's going to do some damage especially in your low ground as we walk bean fields last few weeks we're seeing more and more sudden depth but i have to say the sudden depth is out in the field you got to go look for it at this point you can't see it from the truck so that pressure is a little lighter than i expected i expected we would be seeing more of it by now but as of right now you got to go look for it it is out there the white mold in some areas, now you can see that from the truck. So that's getting a little more aggressive. And um, I think we're going to see more and more fields showing the presence of that white mold. Insect-wise, so far we've been pretty good. We do have some bean leaf beetles that we're going to have to stay on top of, especially as we go into R5. Our guys up in Iowa, though, are seeing spider mites out in the field. Again, part due to the drier conditions, and we have to off. Also keep an eye on those fields we sprayed the fungicide and pyrethroids on because if you've got mites in those fields, you're going to flash them. So hopefully you can catch them in the boundaries and the borders of those fields and get yourself a little more time to pick up some moisture. But again, with these bean prices, you cannot let those spider mites do much out there. Any stress that you see is going to change your bean size at this point. We don't want that. Many soybeans now are at the end of their growth cycle. So what that means is they're going to start getting uglier by the day. We're going to have a lot of weeds that will break through some of these, well, especially wide row beans here in the next two to three weeks. I anticipate we'll have a lot of late escapes due to how long it took to close the rows. Uh, that's just more pressure than we can put on most herbicide programs. So um, if your fields were clean last week, hang in there. You're probably going to see some water hemp busting through and that, the good news is I think we're going to see a lot of fields doing it, so you won't be the only field out there that's dirty. On the corn front, definitely saw a tremendous amount of pressure on our gray leaf, northern leaf blight, and common rust uh, across, the, across the corn belt. And again, with all this moisture, there's just no way around that. The last 10 days, we've definitely seen a heavy uptick in southern rust. Now, southern rust is nasty compared to common rust. It will do a lot of damage in a hurry. So this is one we do want to keep our eyes on. It's an aftermath of the hot temperatures. So the temperatures finally got hot enough. Those spores are coming in here just like the common rust, but you need some heat uh, to get the southern spores to southern rust spores to blow, and they did, and we can see that out in the field. Now, with fungicide applications that have been made in the last two to three weeks, I've been pretty impressed. They have held almost all of these diseases, brought them to a halt, except for one. Now, the longer the fungicide's been on, you can start to see that now. So some of our early fungicide applications made at tasseling time uh, in fields here yesterday and today, we can see that the, the fungicide has given up. The lesions are taken off again. Looks like we're maybe at best got 21 days out of some of that. I was hoping for longer. Uh, but again, we are dealing with a lot of pressure and a lot of ideal conditions. I say the fungicides have done a pretty good job stopping most of these diseases or at least pausing them for a bit, except for the tar spot. 
I am frustrated with this tar spot. In the areas where we're dealing with heavier tar spot pressure, again, it showed up early for us as we made our fungicide applications. I can't tell the difference where I sprayed and where I didn't when it comes to tar spot. And that's, uh, that's got me baffled. Now with the, in the new uh, southern rust showing up in the fields here in the last 10 days and the tar spot now above the ear and multiplying, dealing with a lot of questions, should we go back out there with a second spray with today's corn prices? And it's, it's a tough question there, guys, because this corn, a lot of it is at R4. Basically, you got 30 days left. I'm not sure we can get our money back in this situation. If I saw that we handled the tar spot the first time, stopped it cold in its tracks, and now it was reoccurring, that would make me a little more enthused. I'm not convinced I slowed it down with the first applications, even with the more expensive products that I have it on the label. Um, so we're going to have to think this through. Now the southern rust, if it's blowing up and you're at R4, you may want to step up the plate and take a swing at that one. The tar spot, we need some plots. This is too new of a disease to full-scale spray on it. I think we need to go out there and look at some of these fields and give them a second spraying, but it needs to be some checks out there that we can go back and say, are we making a difference? And again, Tar spot this year showed up. We found it June 30th. That's a month earlier than we normally do. So uh, we don't know the end story on this as far as how rough that could get. Physoderm brown spot in a lot of fields now has moved to the stalk rot phase. Um, as you push through those fields and you hear them snap and pop, they're breaking off right at the nodes. They're pretty brittle. There's nothing we can do about it right now but you are gonna to have to move them up on your harvest schedule because uh, they're not gonna take any type of windstorm and they're gonna stay brittle even after black layer. So these fields need to be moved up. It is variety sensitive, but it's also homegrown physoderm. Corn on corn is worse. And if the field had physoderm two years ago, you're probably dealing with it more this year. So again, be looking for that out there as far as when you start doing your push test, they don't pass right now. So they won't pass 30 days from now. This past week, we have seen some corn aphids. Um, and it's mainly on the later planted corn. So scouts stay on top of that. Again, especially if you uh, shop that field with a fungicide, uh, you might flare them. Um, and that later planted corn, having 40, 45 days left, we are going to have to pay attention to those aphids if they need to be taken out. This week, uh, we ran into a field in Tazewell County that I would say is resistant rootworm. Uh, fully traded corn. We had a lot of feeding on the plant and we had a lot of damage, one whole set of um, roots taken out by the rootworm below ground. Now, the puzzling part is we had almost an equal amount of northern rootworm as we had western rootworm. So I don't know which one of them is resistant, but the kind of damage and feeding that we were dealing, it's going to be in my mind classified as another resistant field and this was corn on corn so that would of course build in that resistance the question is should we come in here and spray the beetles that we have and see if we can't knock that population back that resistant population um, at this stage of the game i'm afraid we're probably too late meaning that the the beetles have done laid their eggs it's just we're going to have to rethink our strategy for managing um, the rootworm in that neighborhood in the wet areas, we are finding more fields running out of ant. 
Now the end efficiency we're finding is above the ear and the whole plant is turning pale all the way to the top. Now some growers are catching them by driving by, others are catching them from their aerial image. These fields again are at that R4 stage, 30 days to go. I'm thinking they're too far along to help unless you you got fertigation. You can put the N on and water it in. If the hybrid is an L2 hybrid, most likely it's already boarded the tip. So adding N isn't going to bring that tip back. Any fields that are running out that are D hybrids, um, they're going to get clipped hard and yield. It's going to it's going to take away that horsepower that they would have in the last 30 days of the season. If your scouting program is built on the process of waiting for the corn to turn pale enough that you can see it from your pickup, yeah, we need to revisit the concept of the pest boss and timely scouting. These fields we should have jumped on three weeks ago before they had the opportunity to turn pale on us. Saw something for the first time in my career a couple weeks ago, or actually 10 days ago, uh, and it was voles pulling soybean pods off the plant and eating the beans out of the pot. Not just a few pots. We saw two or three per plant and the number was growing. Pest teams, you shouldn't see full-size green pods on the ground. Beans don't abort full-size green pods. Looking at the number of voles this field has from aerial images, it'll need to be pulled out of no-till until we get this population under control. But that was a first for me to actually see these rodents going up the stem and pulling the pods down. I see a big corn crop. We're checking some outstanding yields in our visits. In most cases, we have enough water to get to the finish line. We just mainly need sunshine, no smoke, moderate temperatures, and then just let this factory do its thing and crank us some corn. The soybeans, which I've been concerned about all summer, are starting to look like the comeback kids as I watch these pods pile on. So it's time to review your harvest plan. Start picking the batting rotation. What needs to be harvested first based on wind damage, disease, stock quality, eardrop risk? Don't drop the ball before you get across the finish line. To stay up to date, check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast, Boots in the Field Report. Keep her safe, keep her moving.